Hello everyone, welcome to the third episode of What's on Your Mind. Hi, hi, it's Virpi here. And Ricardo here. Um, if you are tuning into this podcast for the first time and you don't know the story, me and Virpi used to work together for a long time in the same company, but we never talked to each other. And a few years down the road, we met again in the internet, like two strangers, and we started having nice talks. And we kind of decided... Why not record it? Maybe some people enjoy it. Maybe some people don't. Or oh, we were thinking, we were thinking that we will start writing, and we went around lots of different ideation and came back to this. That maybe we we'll just record our discussions as an experiment. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still learning by doing. At least I am. Yeah, it's, we both are. It's like <laughs> every every episode is a couple of new learnings. <laughs> Um, and if you don't know also what we talk about, we talk about tech leadership, society, futures, and a, a mix of these things. But most likely, uh, as VP mentioned many times, we don't provide answers. We just provide even more questions. <laughs> and today I would like to ask you, VP, what's on your mind? Well, recently um, on my mind, there's been this... Um, topic of not knowing and uh, why it's interesting for me because I work with futures um, and things that either haven't haven't happened or about to happen or something we don't exactly know how things turn out or what's the right solution and uh, so that might require change and change is difficult and sometimes I'm wondering if it could be easier, if we would, wouldn't be so stuck with the things how we used to do in the current moment. And um, would we see things differently uh, if we could ease up on knowing, being right, giving the right answer? Um, as we mentioned earlier in the earlier episodes and we talked about it and it's written everywhere that times are complex. So how do we even know the right answer to different things? But that's kind of, yeah, that's a, a lot on my mind. Of course, you have to know something and you have to go forward, but what's the moment of not knowing? Or can you do that consciously? And openly, because in the business environment or in consulting, you're expected to be an expert. So you kind of expected to give an answer. But could it also be that sometimes we could start the journey together and go for exploration and learn together instead of knowing? And I guess it comes to the design as well, because when you start a design process or any creative process, you don't know exactly where it's going to end up. You have to uh, go for this journey to, to learn, to find out information, to create something new. And that's, I guess, very typical or familiar to, to creative people. But then when you are working with people from different disciplines, the difficulty starts from there. <laughs> 
kind of difficulties, the different, different thinking styles might clash. Mm. I don't know. What does it, does it spark anything in you? It sparks a lot, but I think one of the things that I would like to dive deeper now and to, to, to hear you is that what makes us stuck in wanting to know and trying to always be right or well, knowing, wanting to know, I guess. Say again, what, what did you, you said, what, why do we want to know? Yeah, why do we get stuck in the in the in that uh, in that um, mode of like we need to know or to be sure about things because we're talking about the futures, right? You're talking about the uh, you're talking about creating projects together that are looking forward to the future, and the future is uncertain. The future is unknown, but both mm -hmm. in business and in private life, often we seek this need of certainty, even if it's a a fake one. But especially in business, it's very yeah. much. It's very much a, a pan, uh, to use the trendy word pandemic, a pandemic <laughs> of certainty, right? So yeah. what, what, what creates that? Like, why, why do we get stuck in this mental? Well, mind? I was mentioned the word expert. Is it, does it come from the idea that you need to have some sort of status? You know, you are not an expert. You are not experienced if you don't know. But then I would, again, pull the cards, the emotional side of things. Because it's not very it's uncomfortable or vulnerable position to say, like, I don't know. I need some time to figure out in, in, the, in this world that goes forward so fast. And everybody has an opinion. So is it really linked to also to the pace, how things move forward? And productivity, because kind of... You produce, you're expert, you give answers, you are productive, you're valuable. And creative work uh, happens when you're not working, basically. When you go for a walk or you start to relax, you start to have ideas. I've heard this and I've talked about this many times. I don't know if it holds the truth, but fun and new ideas uh, kind of come from the same place in the brain. So it would make sense that when you relaxed and enjoying you start to come up with new ideas you can be playful mm -hmm. and when you being productive or kind of really working hard creativity is work as well so kind of we stuck with our words as well but when we talk about work we usually start to think about being efficient and productive and showing results and in that way being valuable and creative is creative side always being a bit mysterious. I can relate with this. The creative side is a bit mysterious because I don't think it is, <laughs> but maybe because I've studied, I've studied like how creativity works in general, because I come from the creative field is less mysterious for people who come from, from that background. And then it's like, it's not mysterious at all. But I think if, if you don't have the, the education or if you don't have the yeah, the conceptual frameworks to, under to understand how these processes go and are natural and organic need to be, it's, it's hard to, especially, I don't know, if you come from more, uh, a more um, accurate background sort of saying, more scientific. But mm. one, of the things that, one of the things that you mentioned was, is it the pace, the increasing pace of today's world, which seems to never stop and creating more uncertainty? 
I think it is creating a lot more uncertainty. And as a reflection, or as a not a reflection, but as a reflect, uh, I don't know. It backfires that people want because the the future is more uncertain. People seek more certainty. Yeah, yeah. And and this is kind of a double-edged sword. It's like we are moving towards a very uncertain world because of all these technologies that these companies are excited to build and we are all excited to see, but are exactly the same companies who are afraid of of these new futures. Mm. Yeah. And uh, and my question is, you were asking that in the sense that about connecting with experts, but can you truly be an expert in the future, something that literally never happened? In a way, I would like to say yes. And of course, I would like to say no. Because if we think futurist or trend, trend analyst or anyone who's working in that field, of course, they are experts in that. They, they know the methods, they know the processes, they have the knowledge and they have the ways of getting more information. But of course, the one of the, the basis of the futures research is that we don't know anything for sure what happens tomorrow. But also we should understand that every action we take today will create tomorrow, tomorrow's world, tomorrow's services, everything. So in a way that being very conscious with our thinking and that comes to not knowing because we are kind of, we are product of our experiences and emotions and education. So how aware we are of our thinking patterns, thinking models. And I kind of link not knowing to that is like, can you look past those and try to see things as you would see them first time and not give meanings to them that you used to quickly give from your like experiences, culture and so on and so on. And I think this kind of, we talked about creative work and business and how they don't understand or work function very well together but now as we need to work together so it's not even a new thing a lot more creative people are working in the companies in the businesses so how do we find a common ground to to both fields or approaches or it's not even both there's probably different plenty more different approaches Maybe the not knowing state could be the state to meet the other one, like uh, genuinely listen to and try to understand the other perspective instead of trying to push your own opinion and your own views and your own right answers. I, li I like I like how you phrase it. It's like not knowing is like the space to meet you and and meeting the other in the in that from from that point of view. I think especially in the work context, it can be very liberating for both sides to acknowledge that we don't know. And I, and I think that even elevates the expertise of each, of each one, because mm. I, have, I, I have a little bit of a, a problem with, with, with the term expert or with experts in specific, mm. because I like the opinion of an expert, I really do, but because it's an expert, I also need to understand this person is highly biased in seeing most likely the world from that specific lens. 
it's like the old it's like the old uh, principle right if you are a hammer everything is a nail and i think that position of the expert is is because because they are an expert and because they need to prove they are an expert so everything needs to fit in the model of that expertise yeah that's i think is the yes i i like that what you're saying and what i guess it's the sometimes encountering and it's a bit frustrating because knowing that there's a different ways of seeing different ways of approaching so can we hear all the approaches instead of just who has the most loudest voice or the power or the status to design i think um also curiosity links to this because then you're curious about the other one and how the person is thinking trying to understand their way of approaching if that would be uh, going both ways that's kind of good but if you are coming from the if there are many of you who think the same way hmm. you don't have to question yourself it's much easier to explain yourself because other people understand you and when there's a person who is from different discipline or somehow different um you may not even understand that the person doesn't understand so in those moments to slow down a bit and kind of think okay how does that person who i don't know exactly how they think like trying to understand and give them space to explain yeah that's a good point i think what i what i've observed mm -hmm. and what i've also experienced as an individual with also representing a specific uh, a specific practice at points, for example, to design, is that you might even have two experts from different practices in the same room agreeing on the same... Uh, theoretically, they are both saying the same thing and agreeing on the same thing. And in the surface, for both of them, it's like, this guy is not getting me. <laughs> you know, and I'm not getting that person. And somebody enters the room, does not belong to any of those practices, and it kind of like, you are saying the same thing. You just don't notice because you are too much up your uh, up your head. That's another <laughs> expression. Um, because, so I think it's also there is a component of communication and there is a component of maybe a lack of shared language. That's a good one. That's a really good one because I've encountered on that many times. The language is very important, and and then how how dumb you feel when you don't understand even the basic words or you understand the word but like how is it related to this context and what do you do in there and that sparks me another idea because is the, the sense that it goes back to the expert and the knowing right because there might be a tendency a trend a tendency i did that for sure in the past as a as an expert sorts of saying or playing as that role of like because I also want to show how expert I am and how serious I am, and you should be trusting me because, look, I'm such a good professional and I'm <laughs> such a good expert, and I put so much lingo on you to, to show you and to try to prove, look, I know my shit, mm. which just makes matter worse. So, but, but I think for me, at least, not sure if that's the experience of other people, for me it was like, if I don't do this and if I don't be the message sorts of saying, I'm afraid that they will not take me serious. Mm. And it helped me as, as, as a manager. It helped me as like, you know, 
in the companies I worked for to, to when I started to tailor my stories in a proper storytelling way, like, like, how can I tell this as a story? How can I tell this in a way that they don't need to learn the 50,000 words that I need to, to say? Like, what's in, what's matter for them? And trying to put myself on the other shoes. My mm. communication and my success started to, 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 yeah, to increase because, yeah, you start to get more buy-in and you start to get more, um, yeah, more understanding. And you don't lose your role as an expert. So I think, sorry, that was a big reflection, but I think there is a, a lot of communication things also going on. Yeah, communication is Im important. And I think you mentioned storytelling and I, I kind of like that. And uh, that's, I would almost say that's the skill that hasn't been taught, at least in here. I don't know. Now you can see courses or have seen and the storytelling thing. But very important, I think. I like to use uh, pictures. I've learned mm. very recently that my thinking is visual thinking. Like when I start to um, explore something new, I I'm not looking for photos or pictures per se, but somehow it's my visual memory works and I start to collect things and I need to see things like on the map to start mapping out like what's the new information that I'm looking for or finding out. Yeah, it kind of helps making the abstract tangible. Yeah. That's that's also that's also a good point. I think I, I learned I like this phrase, if you can't draw it, you don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. And it's true, you might you might draw the most ugliest stick man figure ever. But if you understand why that stick, stick figure is on that paper doing that, you understand the problem. But if you don't, you don't get it. And this has been proven often, even by the ugliest diagrams I ever made, mm. to try to show people how the things are working in the company or what is the problem and making something that is very abstract into a picture. People go, aha, uh -huh, I get it. <laughs> Which again, it's communication, right? Yeah, communications. And I noticed I recently made a process or I saw a picture and I like, hey, that's a nice, that could be used as a process picture as well. And if you show a picture with boxes as a process, instead of that photo or you, instead of the boxes, you show that drawing, people react. They immediately start talking, hey, it's, there's missing this, or maybe there should be this, or maybe that should be other way around it sparks a conversation and it's so I, I think it's so nice and i'm wondering why we haven't used this sort of things to describe processes earlier i think people are afraid to pick up the to pick up the pen i, I well that's I, true mm -hmm. I, I have to say i come from an arts background of course i study fine arts I, i've been drawing my whole life it's like for me just picking up the pen it's very natural and i took it for granted but I realize that a lot of people are silent and they do know what they want to say, but they don't pick up the pen because they are afraid to being judged, for example. What if I make a ugly diagram? With what, what if I get lost? Because I think it goes back to what you were saying, the creativity, because it's a jump into the deep end for, for certain people to be in front of a, in front of a board or in front of a, of a pen and paper to show what they are thinking. It's too much pressure. But if you do this with a... With a regularity this just becomes a second nature and you don't even think about what other people are thinking you just want to put the message across i like to write and i almost like always writing stuff 
and hardly ever read them again. <laughs> I guess I'm writing them to my head by again the movement of a hand. Hmm. Um, but I was I was thinking with the what you said picking up the pen. Um, it's also they are not used to they are not taught to the, it's not maybe even existing in a toolbox. And and yeah. the other thing is like if you now take it, I, I've studied art therapy. And that's mm -hmm. the whole point is not to make pretty pictures or being good at what like in the arts, but just put something out there. And it's actually a little bit sidetracked, very powerful because you kind of see like, oh, now I understand how I feel or what I'm thinking. But um, maybe it's also the same thing, like not knowing is like, am I good? Am I being good now by certain standards or am I being right? There is a, a kind of... Um, some comparison which defines whether you're good or you're right and then you're good and if you write like a um, drawing sorry um it's kind of unfinished unfinished idea un unfinished thought un unfinished art piece so people don't they are not used to uh, maybe giving those thoughts out because then you might not look good or expert i don't know this is kind of uh okay i like to talk and i discover things through talking explaining something to to the other person so there's mm -hmm. a lot of unfinished thoughts coming up as well and i've noticed of course people are different so this is not uh common to everyone they maybe like to think by themselves and i'm wondering also is it the education back in the days was very mm -hmm. different than nowadays which was more relying that you have the right answers and you know, but even the technology is changing that so fast that we don't have to know because we can easily check it quickly. Google it. Well, I have many questions now because I could start on the educational system. I could discuss <laughs> like how, uh, why they are afraid to pick up the pen because, and also the role of AI on this now, but I just want to maybe a first comment on that would be, I think the picking up the pen and going through the board and doing this drawing, as you were saying, is about not knowing, which mm. is about uncertain. Like you might have the most prettiest PDF report that has no, I mean, it does not bring any certainty whatsoever in terms of facts, if you analyze, but it brings a sense of certainty. It's finished. It has data. You know, it's a thing. You know, it might be completely wrong, but it's a thing. And the, and the drawing on the board, it's not a thing. It's the thing that is being a thing while being a thing because it's not finished yet. And then yeah. that surfaces again the uncertainty. So maybe it's a it's which, yeah, like you said, it goes back to the knowing, to the not yeah. knowing. And, and the also, maybe that comes with it. Can, it, can it be linked to co-creation? Because usually PowerPoints or some decks are done, thought through, they finished, as you say. But when you go to drawing, it's unfinished in, in the middle of the thought. You try to think as you draw, draw as you think, think out loud, kind of. And other people could also participate in that. If you have the safe space for it. Sorry? If? If, if you have the safe space for it. Yeah. You mentioned something about, you know, you can just go to Google it and, and, and get your answer. Mm. I have to ask, like, like, what makes an expert an expert nowadays? Let's say that we are creating 
softwares and technologies that are, I mean, if you look at what Google is trying to do in terms of, you know, the chat GTP for, for, for healthcare and, and so on, it's like at a certain point, and we are heading already that direction, at a certain point, you would have a machine intelligent enough that has all the data possibly crunched and spits out the, the, what we think is the right answer because it crosses over all references, analyzes all data sets. So it does much more work than any human can possibly mm. do in a lifetime. Isn't that the work of experts up until now? I guess that's the big question that everyone is asking now with AI. Like it's wherever you turn your head, you see something, some discussion related to this. And, um, but that's interesting. And that comes to kind of not knowing as well, because I'm thinking, linking to futures, do we develop something new based on current assumption? Or do we try to look for future assumptions, like new assumptions? So also this, like what you asked about expert, what makes an expert as an expert? Um, if there's a machine doing all that, what you described, I think we still need the expert to to communicate that to the patient. Maybe it, it focuses more on the soft skills, be, being a human in that situation. So the, the definition of expert changes. So assumption now that the expert is that has qualifications and has has read all the books and gone to the universities and kind of that there is a proof but maybe in the future, the expert is that they have to know how to use the machine and they have to know how to translate the, the in a human way to communicate the results. It comes to the, I, I think it uh, comes to the question, how, what, what do we see as valuable? Because I think the big worry is now that the, the machines will come and take our work away. And what do we do as humans? Depends on which sci-fi scenario you believe in. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's hard to, to, to go down that rabbit hole without becoming yeah. political. <laughs> because it's like, who are actually the machines yeah. serving in that regard? I think at a certain point, I know there is a cartoon. I can't, I, I saw it. Uh, I mean, it's very used. You probably saw it. I can't remember the author, which, sorry, I'm terrible for names, which is, it's a cartoon of a business guy alone, alone, no, with a child around the fire, around the, around the, um, around the fire, a pit fire, and the whole city around is completely destroyed. And the guy is really happy and says to the children, to the child, hey, at least we made the shareholders happy for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it's a bit that problem, right? It's just, this is heading into a direction of, Automation, innovation, uh, making making everything super efficient. You know, the layoffs are part of this. Like, let's make it more efficient. The technology was supposed to be here for the promise of making life for humans mm -hmm. easier, right? So the more technology you have, the more time you're supposed to be having to having a better life because there is more automation and so on. But it feels like this is just being automated for return of investment and profit, which you know, yeah, I don't want to become too dramatic, but it's like, 
it's true it's becoming more and more humans are becoming left behind we are creating our own means of, of demise mm. or maybe we have to kind of start to think of those new new metrics of success new um assumptions like what's work what is success kind of spark the conversation and also that we don't develop like that's that's so clear that is about the efficiency and productivity the automation okay fine what then can we discuss that without discussing the econ the economic models that we live in yeah yeah of course it impacts on those as well like that's that's the, the it's a systemic change and that's the kind of the difficult part because it's it's not isolated problem that we need to solve by yes exactly it's connected to so many things i saw this um quote uh, future as a learning journey i don't remember where i saw it but should it be like a current times today now is the learning journey if we face the future like learning because now it's like are we a bit uh, static and kind of just oh my god automation is coming what if we start wondering not knowing finding out exploring because i can I assume that, the, for example, AI can provide many good things as well, which we haven't even thought of. I saw today, um, again, briefly, sorry, I don't know the people behind. It turns kids' uh, drawings into animations. Ah, I saw that post, yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, not uh, solving the world problems, but it looked fun and kind of magical. So back to the not knowing and the ai these these bombastic uh, explosion of ai experts everywhere since chatgtp <laughs> just got out uh is is the, again the anxiety about the future that is at play here is that because we don't know the full impact of all these technologies and also the full uh positive impacts of those People jump into like, I know, in order to somehow prove themselves, but at the same time also reduce the anxiety about the future. Do you remember a couple of months ago we, we talked and I was I was really excited about chat GPT because I just had tried it and I you hadn't. Was it so? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember. We even considered to use it for the for this. For this program <laughs> have you been have you been using chat gpt because i have to say the first it was the first times it was amazing like wow how does this work mm -hmm. and now i don't know i don't know if i should say this publicly but i don't i don't exactly i haven't find, found it useful at least not for my work might mm. be my limitations maybe i can't write proper prompts or i haven't bought enough time but so far it gives like n not very interesting stuff for me so i use it a couple of times and trying mm. to be in and basically i use it to make summaries of big pieces of information that i'm looking for which yeah. then i need i learned the hard way that i better validate if they are true or not <laughs> so does it really save time i'm not sure because it gives me a sense of security and certainty but then it's like yeah but there's too many news that says that you know, it might 
put in some facts that yeah. they are not really there. Uh, and since I was looking for some more scientific stuff, especially mm. regarding the psychology, it was like, mm, yeah, let me confirm this in other sources because I'm not sure if this is yeah. 100%. So I need to do the double work. I think you you make a good point. I I don't know how to do prompts. I never study how to do proper prompts. And I think mm. that's a that's a skill that people need to have, which yeah. goes back not only to know how the machine works or all it thinks or dreams, sorry, uh, I know that it doesn't think, it processes, but um, but it's also a lot about writing. Yeah. You know, and I think writing, it's... So first, you, you have to process the idea. If you, if you do it writing, you have to already... It's gone through your own process. Yeah. Maybe we can... Maybe the next version is that we can draw and it understands like, oh, you mean that? This is the answer for you. <laughs> but already does that, right? Really? There already there there is there is there is uh, technologies out there where you can make a drawing and or and it makes it like a proper figure with a with a if you make a drawing of a, a stick man and says make me a warrior in the oh yeah yeah that way okay that but guy. I was I was thinking in the meeting room you go to the board and start drawing and uh -huh. the AI would start to tell the story and maybe there is that sort of thing i i can't i feel like i can't keep up with everything that is popping up so soon i'm really not knowing <laughs> i know does that feel <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point like when i started working in tech i started to consume all kinds of news and trends and like what's going on in in all kinds of fields and trying to be updated with everything and all the discussions and so on and at a certain point it's like this becomes all too consuming there's a lot mm -hmm. more to life than this too. That's also, at a certain point, I also surrender that I cannot keep up with everything. Even if I'm interested, I cannot keep up with everything. And I think I wanted to know to show that I know as well. And I wanted to know just to be informing because somebody asks, yeah, yeah, of course I have an opinion about that and I know about that. And right now I'm feeling more comfortable in not knowing because it's like, it's literally impossible to keep up with everything it is and it's very um tiring cognitively as well and particularly if you don't have an outlet for that you're just collecting and hoarding information just to be ready to give your uh, opinion but that comes to also i think why the co-creation will be more and more important in the future so that we get different perspectives different information uh, and maybe co-creation with AI, for example, because we can't know everything. How could that look like, like this co-creation with AI? I think we're doing it already. Like people look for ideas, starting points, sketches, like different versions of stuff. So in the beginning, at least, that's how I've understood people use it currently. Hmm. Maybe it's like Googling. You discuss, you have an idea, maybe you need to Google more information. Maybe you ask your AI and then some different AI. I guess it depends on the AI as well. True. And, and what you are trying to but that kind of kind of what you said that we need to start to understand how AI works. So we need to do we need to kind of learn the coding on the on the basic level. So we understand how it's being programmed to think or process, not think. Yeah, maybe not the coding, but um... It, not the coding itself. I think that would be too brutal. I would plainly refuse to know that. 
I even I already had my struggles with HTML and CSS. I don't want to go there, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a bit like algorithms, right? Like at a certain point, if you use a social network for a certain period of time, you start to get the grip of the algorithm, and then they change it again. But but you 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 yeah. you start to to understand it, right? And I think yeah, it might be that might the prompting. But does it work with the people same way? We talked about understanding other person's uh, mental models or thinking patterns. Do we need to, is that just normal? Okay, there's uh, Ricardo, I'm trying to understand how he approaches and things. And then there's AI and, and that works that way. Yeah, you are kind of almost personificating it. Because you mentioned about algorithm and social media kind of learn how it's functioning and then they change it. And I was going to say people, yeah. I was going to, my first thought came that people don't change and then like, of course they change. They are, uh, you okay, I guess it depends on the person. So what do we gather together this not knowing? <laughs> about this not knowing all over the place? I think we are all over the place today a little bit because we don't know about many <laughs> things too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of nice not to know things equally. Somebody can then comment a lot or give the right answers to everything. Yeah. Not knowing puts you in a space of learning and puts you in a space, a more humble space. And in a space that mm. I think it's also a space that is less critical. Less, you know, it does mm. not, it's not, not criticizes you. Because if you assume that you don't know, it's fine if you don't know. Yeah. which is different well maybe it's a bit tough position because it can create a little bit uncertainty in, in, like you have to be super brave and super strong to be always in the like i don't know and i don't care well the i don't care is a different story but the i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know. I, I i've been thinking a bit about this and i know this is a bit of a how can i say uh, a bit of a hot topic and it's been talked too much about the pandemic and so on. But during COVID, our governments dealt with this in the sense that it's a new thing, but it's a new. It's a, a pandemic is being being registered to happen from scientific perspectives for a very long time, and many governments did not did not took that risk seriously. They didn't have like many great plans to address mm -hmm. this, right? Which is fine. I, well, I guess there is a lot of things to take care. But for me, the problem that I had with certain governments or most governments who were dealing with the pandemic was trying to show that they know while they're not knowing. And I think, <laughs> and I think that, that creates a little bit of more mistrust or at least created for me because it's like, I prefer you to admit that you are doing your best with the information that you have, but you are still figuring things out mm. than saying, this is a definitive answer that we feel right right now. And in two months is wrong again, but now we are really sure about this one without. So it's more about the question of attitude, you know? And I, and I, of course there is a mm -hmm. lot of questions here is like, can you really afford in a country to, to, a, to a government to say, we don't really know what we are doing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. That would be like we talked about this last or oh, touched uh, maybe, this yeah. topic last time. Like if the if the the leader doesn't make a decision or says, I don't know, do you trust that leader? Or is it super scary, right? Yeah. It's a tough position, you know. I think for that I also I also don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just a bit of a parallel thought.
So what helps you to be in a state of not knowing? Uh, meeting different people or encountering the different topics that puts me in the space of not knowing, trying to figure out what they mean and how my uh, views, knowledge, ex expertise fits to their days if we have to do something together. So maybe it's the co-creation in a way, one part of it. Yeah, I relate to that. Mm. Those are painful. They can be really nice and really painful moments. Yeah, but they make you grow, right? can do that if you take it, if you welcome it. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I think it's finding the peace of being comfortable with not knowing, which is pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but then you are in the position also asking the questions. Which we did mention. Or is responsible also asking the questions because it's not that you can just stay there in not knowing that's a bit ignorant if you just hide behind that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it goes back to the sense of curiosity, right? Is I don't know, but I'm curious mm -hmm. about, right? Like as you said, because otherwise we enter modern territory. I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, shall we leave it at that today? I think we've been not knowing long enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, uh, then uh, I guess we'll see you in the next episode. Yep, see Have you. Have a nice day. <laughs> Bye. Same to you. Bye. Thank you.